Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Wednesday for those that are here live. Happy whatever day week it is for you. Thanks so much for joining us. Speaking about the idea of the quality control of time investment, the punch card. Quality control of time investment, the punch card. When we when we have no quality control for our time investment, we get stuck in the world of good. It's almost impossible to get to the world of great. Because greatness takes time. It takes expertise. It takes no. My rabbi, Rabbi Levy, would tell me all the time, be stingy with your time. Be stingy with your time. Do not say yes to everybody. You see, deep down, what we want, just to understand this, Let's, why do we say yes to everyone and, every, and everything? So, I believe it's that many of us, many people, are social beings. Well, we're all social beings, right? Some more than others. And part of our brain, in order for us to survive, puts social acceptance at the top of that list. Being accepted socially is so to speak, critical for our survival. Think about it. Just in life, right? You have to be part of something to survive. We're seeing now a lot of loneliness and depression. Uh, I saw a crazy, terrible stat where more, I think it was adolescents or kids, died last year from overdosing and suicide than of COVID, right? Because kids were at the highest at the lowest risk profile, but they were alone for the year. You put a little, you put a kid alone, not like an adult. This is that kids need to be with with kids. So you just like shut the world down on a kid. Got no blame with anybody, but like you shut the world down on a kid for a year, year and a half, it messes them up. We're social beings. We we live with with each other. And you look at strong communities. Malcolm Gladwell did a great. A great uh, piece on this. I think the town was called Rosetta. I don't remember. You would know the Gladwell. The Gladwell fans out there would know. Did it? They did it. He did a in in one of his books. I forgot which one, but you'll for those who read Gladwell will will know this. He did a whole chapter on a town in America that had like the lowest heart disease and the lowest death rates and the low and the highest quality of life and when you delve into the town they didn't have any higher socioeconomic status than anybody else they were lower middle class they they're just like a regular town and as you delve further what you realize that the town was like that very rich deep connected community and the community is what is what changes things for me personally that's one of the greatest to me um, pieces of being part of a religious community. You, you really are a community. It's something that you can't explain. Like you're a community. You live. You live within the walls of a community, where you pray, how you do. I mean, everything. It's all part and parcel of the rules. Is is to do it together. Community is massive, and for the most part, it's part of your identity and there's a lot of good there, but the challenge, so to speak, in a community is seeing yourself in the context of how people see you. It's hard because the mind is built to survive. 
right? Remember we spoke about this. The mind has to survive. Greatness is an option. It's a choice you have to make. Survival is social acceptance, which is why public speaking is so scary, which is why people will act one way in their home and one way outside, right? People will say different things and do different things, and, and that's why people will, will make enormous physical sacrifices for public acceptance. They'll put their kids in schools that are not good for them. They'll work harder than they need. Than they need. They'll do things because the, the acceptance of the community is so critical or society is so critical. That's the survival technique. Taking from society to feel like, to find your identity is survival. Now when you're in that zone and you're in the world of social acceptance, what happens is, is that it's socially inappropriate to say no. When someone asks you for something, you're supposed to say yes. So what happens is people ask people for things and they say yes. Want to go here? Yeah. Want to go do this? Yeah. Check this out. No problem. It becomes a value into itself. Now, there's one thing to say that you're a giver. That's fine. Meaning if that's your if you're if you're giving to somebody, but even then you have to understand your priorities in giving. Right? In Jewish law we have a concept called um the poor of your city, which means that there's there's priorities. You don't just give money indiscriminately. You have charity. You don't just give it out. You give charity. We have an obligated charity, right? Our, you know, according to Jewish law, you have to give between 10 and 20% of your money to charity. So you, you're giving away money, but who do you give it to is a matter of priority. You don't just give it away. So even with giving your time, and your effort, there's still some measure of priorities that you have to think about. Who gets what? What's the implication of giving to one or the other? What happens to me if I give here or go there and to my family or to my friends or to my community or to my responsibilities? But this thinking is that's the analysis that goes through one's mind when you're when you when you believe the most valuable resources you have in your life is time. When time has real value to you, you're thinking this way. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But really what's underneath this, I believe, is the driver called social acceptance. Social acceptance is that I want to be liked by other people. And when, in order to be liked, you have to always be saying yes. And that's a dangerous thing. Making decisions, and we all do it. Everyone does it. And if you think you don't do it, then you're just not aware of yourself. Or you live alone on some mountaintop somewhere. If you live in a society, you do it. You may not be aware of it, but you do it. We all do it. We act in ways that get other people to like us, to respect us, to be happy with us, to value us. And that will change what we do. That will change what we prioritize. It will put the world in the context of other people. And this is a major issue when it comes to people that have achieved success. Because what happens is, is that you're, when, when some, let's say somebody is climbing the corporate ladder, let's say, right? So when they're beginning, they make a certain amount of money and they have a certain amount of status. And that's successful. 
But as they grow in their careers, their, their circle changes. But their success doesn't change. Because as you get to the next stratosphere, let's just use a company for example. If you're an associate and you're in the class of associates and you're climbing the ladder and you become a vice president, you're, just, you're introduced to new vice presidents. So the goalposts change. Success now is not about whether or not you achieve this much goal and this much. Success is much bigger now, right? So now you're in a different group. So now the stuff that you get feels different because everyone else has it. And then you climb and you become a senior vice president. Now you get new friends, or so to speak, or new colleagues, or, or new bar. And that in the first few weeks, that feels great. And then that starts to change. So wherever you go in life, there's always somebody to impress. There's always someone that you want. There's always a new society that you're now a part of that you want someone to like you for. The problem is that the goalposts continue to grow and it'll never end. Someone will always be more than you. It happens in communities all the time. You live in this place and you're with these people, then you can move up here or go there, you move this person, whatever it is. Just think about your life and think about your circle. And as your circle starts to change, you're the same and your desire is the same, just that the goalposts keep on moving. The more we're not aware, forget changing it. Let's not even get there yet. Let's just be aware of it. Just just call it out. I'm doing this because I want them to like me. I'm saying yes because I don't want them to, I don't want to say no because I want them to like me. It's fine. It's fine. Just call it. So we realize that the quality control for time investment is going to someone liking you. And by the way, here's the secret. You got to be a mensch. Right? You got to be a human being. You got to be nice. You can't be, you know, you can't live in your own little space. But what's amazing, and this is where it gets to be interesting, and I want you to think about this, is that many times in life what happens is, is that when you're thoughtful with your time, right, you don't say yes to everything, you end up becoming a little more unique in your life. You may not have as many friends. You may not have as many pats on the back. But you become you. You you stand for something. You have extra time to focus, hopefully, on yourself and your growth, and not in a selfish way, in a giving way, in a in a development way. So people end up liking you for more of you, not for being just like everybody else. And that's hard. And if you think it's only hard for high school kids, it it doesn't go away. Adults, many adults, spend most of their time chasing that feeling of being liked. And in that time investment of being liked, lose the time to develop self, to grow into something, to deepen oneself and their life and their family, their spirituality, their, their knowledge, their thinking, and their givers to be a better giver. Whatever they do, whoever they are, the time alone, the time focused on things that you want to focus on or need to focus on to be the who, who you're supposed to be, what ends up happening is the people that don't do that, that say yes to everything because they want to be liked, they're always chasing some group. Always feeling like they're not enough. And deep down they know they're not. But they just don't know where to get more time. And they never think that the time is right in front of them. You understand? I hope that made sense.
chasing the likes ends up having you do things that are not you and then you never really get the likes if I can use a social media example the people that have not all of them some of them just whatever but the people that have an enormous amount of followers if you will usually are themselves again I'm I'm not saying that they're right or wrong or that I want to be them the people that are always just chasing likes on Instagram they never really break out they're just chasing likes they're following somebody else people that stop chasing likes and start focusing on themselves they deliver a unique product and then they end up getting more likes that's the challenge being able to be stingy with your time so that you focus on the things that matter most which then ends up putting the right people around you which then ends up having you be more like yourself and being the person you're meant to be alright everybody have a great day and with God's help I can't wait to see you again tomorrow have a great day living on a lifeline the world doesn't ever seem to change looking for the sunshine but you're caught up in the rain it's like your eyes are wide open but you cannot see you're watching life pass you by like one two three Walking in destruction, the winds of life blur your vision. All the devastation forever feels like you're on the run. It's time, no one else can set you free. You're locked inside, and only you have got the key.